I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. Today is an important day for some reason. It's because Andrew Ivins is here to talk Florida recruiting with you Bucknutters. This is what you call back by popular demand. I think this is Andrew's third appearance on the show this season, and each one does better than the one before. This is the man when it comes to Florida recruiting. I was just telling him that uh, I was late in setting out an outline for this show. He sent it to me, and he wrote exactly what I was going to do, and I almost let him host the show by himself. In fact, I would have, but I don't, I don't even have that kind of technical abilities. Andrew, thanks for getting up early, buddy. Oh, not a problem, man. I've been I've been up, yeah. You know, we're getting uh, kind of crunch time right here, right? What, six, seven weeks out? I think the uh, the fiance knows that this is grind time. Um, sure. You know, there's there's no no breaks, all gas until uh, we get to what December twenty first or twenty third, that early signing period. So uh, happy to join the show. It's our extended tax season. Don't call <laughs> your accountant. Um, but it's been very interesting, and of course, Andrew is in the heart of it all in Florida. Ohio State's efforts in Florida are well documented. One of the reasons he's been such a uh, primary force on the show recently, though, is Ohio State's really redoubled their efforts down there. They are in the mix for some serious talent. Let's start with the guys who have become household names on this show. Everyone knows Ohio State is in pursuit of elite defensive linemen to close out the class of 2023. Damon Wilson, arguably at the top of that board, along with Keon Keeley, the other defensive end, Mateo Uyungle, all the way out in California, so we won't make Andrew work multiple time zones. But could you give us the – latest on Damon Wilson. We know he visited Georgia. And then Keon Keeley, I guess his recruitment's been a little quieter recently. Yeah, let's start with with D- Damon Wilson. You know, he was at Georgia over the weekend. I haven't spoken to him, but did trade some texts with uh, someone pretty plugged into that recruitment from, I would say, the UGA side. I, I think Georgia's feeling pretty good coming out of that weekend. Now, does that mean this thing is over? No. Um, this recruitment seems like it's kind of gone back and forth. And, you know, there's still 
um, some unknowns out there. And, you know, I'm kind of actually working on right now for national side, just, hey, uh, setting the stage for signing day. And one of the big bullet points is be, be prepared for some su- surprises. And I think this year we'll see more surprises than ever. And, you know, why? Well, we're in this NIL era, you know, deals get brokered. Uh, with no salary cap at the last minute. I'm not saying that's the case with Demond, but you know, with all these big fish out there, I mean, uh, it, it's gone from facilities and, and playing time and um, coaches and, and development to hey, you know, what what's on the table for me? So I think that w- with any of these, we got to just kind of set the stage with that. I mean, things can change, and and Demond's recruitment's kind of gone back and forth. I think Georgia probably has the momentum right now, but. Um, there's a chance he could return to Columbus. I think, uh, what is that, the, the Thanksgiving weekend to the, the, the facing the team up north? I think that's a possibility. And then, you know, Miami, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to finagle their way in there to get an official visit. I think they're probably well in, in third place, but that's also a school you got to monitor. We all just saw what they did with Cormani McLean. Um, so just something, something to keep an eye on. So, uh, bottom line, I like Georgia now, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out Ohio State. Keon Keeley? You know, this is one that the more we get away from that Alabama um, official visit he took at, at the beginning of October, I think it gets more interesting, right? I, I thought he would visit and then be committed by now. I mean, we're actually, I, I think, uh, a month to the date, um, and he's still on the market. So, you know, I, I think the longer this stretches out, the better the chances are for Ohio State. I also think with Keeley, you know, what is uh, going to happen in, in Tuscaloosa? And what do I mean by that? Um, Alabama essentially kind of eliminated from the, the college football playoff contention this past weekend with them falling to LSU in overtime. And think about it like this. I mean, you know, what 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 happens with Saban? He's seventy one, just turned seventy one a few uh, last week or or the week before that. Um, Bryce Young's headed to the NFL. You know, does Saban want another title? Because it feels like that might be a few years away as they break in another quarterback, whether that's Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow. Uh, they got two freshmen committed as well. So something to think about, just like big picture, what happens in Tuscaloosa? And I think you're in the national media, you're going to start hearing that come up a little bit more and more. Uh, just talk of, about Saban's future and what's next. And what does that, what does that matter in, in this recruitment? I think if, if Saban were to leave, um, you know, that obviously would help uh, Ohio State's chances with Keeley. And, and like I've said in the past, I think I've said it in this space, I think if I'm Ohio State, I'm trying to sell Keeley on the fact that he probably fits our defensive system a little bit better. Um, and I also wrote it two weeks ago after JTT's monster performance, you know, I, I think Ohio State needed that, and and Ohio State hasn't struggled to get blue chip recruits um, up to Columbus and sign those guys, but they haven't really had a star defensive lineman or or a breakout player. And sometimes when you're trying to pitch to a kid, hey, you're up next, it, it helps if you have that guy that um, is dominating on Saturdays on the roster, it, and they have that in JTT. I mean, look at how the receiver recruiting's gone recently with zone six and Brian Hartline. I think sometimes that helps if you, if kids can see that other guys are doing it. Um, so maybe that helps with Keon Keeley as well. If we could get the zone six going on the defensive line, uh, they'd have to get Aaron Donald and Micah Parsons back in here, but uh, we'll get close. We'll appreciate that's a great point. Here's a name of a guy who, when I watched his tape, I got very excited, but I was told to chill. And that's Jordan Hall. 
My understanding is he's also a Georgia lean, but that's the kind of guy you can put in the middle of your defense. Yeah, and Jordan, he actually his senior season's wrapped up. I mean, he's he plays for Jacksonville Westside High School. We talked about it, me and him, when he was getting his All American Bowl jersey. I don't think there's ever been an All American that's that's came out of there. And you know, Duval County, that Jacksonville area, is as loaded as ever. And I think it says a lot that he elected to stick it out at his school. Um, when you get around the kid, he's got a very vibrant personality. He's just he's just a bit different. Uh, in a good way. And and I think he checks a lot of boxes in between the ears. Um, I do agree with you. I've liked Georgia since the summer months. He took a trip to Alabama. I think that's made it interesting. Florida's not going to go down without swinging there. But he is scheduled to take an official visit to Ohio State that Thanksgiving weekend. So is that three weeks from now? Uh, I'll just caution with him like, there's been so many times when, hey, I'm going to take this visit and then he doesn't show up or anything like that. So Jordan Hall's one where He's got a he's got a boots on the ground. Then you know he's there. But Ohio State is involved. You know he knows what Larry Johnson can do. Uh, with that being said, I, I just think Kirby Smart, um, uh, what, Kirby Smart, the defensive line coach there, Trey Scott, was drawing a blank on his name uh, at the fact that Georgia had five defenders selected in the first round. Jalen Carter. Uh, I, I think a lot of stuff is pushing him towards UGA. So we'll see. Yeah, very interesting. Um, the two guys that were – I wish we got some kind of advertising rate for every time we mentioned their names because for the last two or three years, Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate and then, you know, even Mark Fletcher, uh, guys who verbally committed to Ohio State. But like you said, in the NIL era, everyone's free game to some extent. There's been much chatter about Miami. I think Brandon Ennis drew some interest last week for some tweets and then his boy Carnell backed him do you think Miami actually has a chance to come in there and, and get these two guys at the last second? I imagine if we're talking about last second NIL deals, I'm not sure these two would be involved considering the fact they've been in contact with these guys for so long. I'm not sure why they would save kind of their, the floor mats offer from their boss at the used car dealership, but what's the latest? And I guess you know, before the show, I made kind of a flippant comment about Miami's progress. But then, you know, Cormani McLean still joined the, the forces and he's as highly rated. I mean, I got to check my things. He's one of the higher rated players in the entire class. So set the scene with some Florida insight, please. Yeah, I mean, Cormani's number four. And you're right. Um, look, down here, just the chatter in, inside the football circles is that Miami – is I think we're going to have to pair these guys into two groups, right? So let's go the American Heritage duo, Brandon Ennis and Mark Fletcher, and then we'll, we'll get into Carnell Tate um, on the back end. So with the American Heritage duo, I mean, the buzz has been that that Mario has, has circled these guys. I mean, Miami, during their bye weeks, sent coaches to these kids' games. Um, Mario's texting them every day. And then they show up to Hard Rock Stadium on Saturday night for um, – you know, a meeting of two rebuilding programs and it's a rivalry game. And, you know, Miami gets boat raced. I mean, 45 to three worst lost in the series between those two rivals since 2007, I believe, or maybe it was 1997. I, I know it ends in a seven. Um, but I think if you're an Ohio state fan, I'd be sitting back and smiling, right? Like, I mean, Miami looked incompetent on offense. You know, it was QB malpractice in my eyes at, at 20 snaps into the game. They'd played three different arms. Um, you know, they couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't do anything. And and I think 
you know, if you're an Ohio State fan, that that is the perfect scenario for you, right? I mean, you got to think about it. What has Mario's message been? Hey, give us a chance. Give us a chance. Give us a chance. All right. Those kids show up. And sure, it's a social event. A lot of their friends uh, are there. And then next thing you know, um, I mean, they see what is pretty much a disaster. Right. And it just shows how far FSU and Miami, how, how those two have flipped. I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, my or two years ago, Miami beat FSU 52 to 10. Now they they lose 45 to three. So I think Miami's going to keep chipping away. I think that, you know, NIL will certainly be a part of the conversation. But I think that I think Ennis sticks. Uh, I, I think I think Fletcher is going to stick. You know, there's more talk that Fletcher is more obtainable for Miami than maybe Ennis. Um, but I'll, I'll finish here with 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 Miami. Look, you know, the big buzz in terms of the newspaper reporters and, and even what I hear just talking to different people at Miami is they got to change the culture in the locker room. And I've said it in the past. The X factor with Ennis is he's a guy that hates to lose um, and he's going to come in and he's going to be a vocal voice uh, to his teammates. He's going to hold people accountable. So if there was ever a recruit, you know, for Miami to to pony up for, I, I think it would be Ennis. But I, I still think um that that forty-five to three result could have maybe sunk them a little bit uh, in their efforts to flip him. Yeah, Carnell Tate. You know, with 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 him, it, what was it? The Tennessee Alabama game. What weekend was that? October first or October eighth? I can't remember. I, one of those ones. You know, I was told he was going to visit. He was going to take the official visit, or or he was going to be in Knoxville. And then at the last second, you know, he pulls out. Um, and I think that's, I think that's certainly notable. Uh, I think um, that says a lot about the Ohio State pledge. Um, I've heard that there's some people inside his inner circle that maybe favor Tennessee a little bit, but he hasn't been back there. So I, I like Ohio State as well. I think you know Tennessee's really the only one that has a chance at flipping Carnell Tate. Um, so I anticipate him sticking. Uh, you know, again though. Anything can happen in this era when we get to the 11th hour. But right now, I like Ohio State for him, and I like Ohio State for the American Heritage duo as well. You know, when it comes to wide receivers, it's to the point now with Ohio State where if you don't take the offer, I'm almost suspect of you. (laughs) I'm serious about that just because I looked uh, at an article about the um, NFL. The two leaders for offensive rookie of the year are Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. They lost their best receiver this year and somehow have the best receiver in the country again for the third straight year, and it's a different guy. So uh, I'm, if you can't have faith in Brian Hartline as a recruiter, you can't have faith. So we will stick with that. We're going to take a quick break here at the 1330 Market Pace and Podcast Bills and come back with Andrew. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back. All right. Those aren't the only guys in Florida headed to Columbus next year. We've got Bryson Rogers. We've got Cedric Hawkins. Give us the latest on that duo. Their season either winds up or extends in the playoffs, et cetera. So Bryson's season is done. Um, His team went four and six, and Florida has FHSA. They've restructured um, kind of their their divisions. I mean, I'm a guy that goes to more high school games than I I would say, you know, most people. Yeah, and I have no idea, you know, who's in what. Uh, but Bryson's team didn't make it. They they finished four and six. And are you talking about uh, the Florida PowerPoint situation? How they choose playoff teams? Yeah, I'm it's, telling you, uh, they do that in every state, and they make it so confusing so that you can't complain. Yeah. Well, my new my new thing is, I think the only like thing that matters if you're if you're scouting seniors is like the first six weeks of the season, and then it's just like a all right, we'll see you at the All Star games. Like right on. I, I it's lost so much lust, but w- with Bryson, you know. Last year, he played with Iowa State signee Rocco Beck, Anthony Beck's kid. Um, and, and this year, he was kind of a one-man show. You know, finished, I believe he only played in eight of 10 games. I, I tried to look this up last night. 21 catches for 270 yards, five touchdowns. He also played some defense, had an interception and a pass breakup. I can't recall if he's in an all-star game. He might be a late ad maybe for Under Armour if someone were to drop out because he's in the state. Maybe he'll potentially play in a local one, but we've got a good sample size of him. Saw him at the OT7 event out there um, in in Las Vegas, and I think the thing with him is, man, if he's your number four wide receiver, you got to feel really, really good about that group. So, you know, not the season he wanted, um, but he still produced. And I think it says a lot that he also played on the defensive side of the ball. Me, personally, I love that stuff. You know, you, w- w- when you take and, and try to build out your roster, you want guys that can play special teams and add special teams value. Bryson Rogers, you know, not being afraid to to go flip over and, and have to tack- tackle people. That's important. And, and, and look, yeah, you know, maybe you won't notice him on punt or kick coverage, but man, all it takes is for him to make one play. Uh, and that mindset is so important. With Cedric Hawkins, I, I think his team's definitely going to win a state title. He's in like the two Metro um, which to me is like the worst classification I've ever seen. There, there are two seed. I think they should go all the way uh, to states. You know, he's also playing both ways. I actually saw him a few weeks ago when they're at St. Thomas Aquinas, 24 catches for 386 yards, three touchdowns on defense, 35 tackles, two pass breakups and a forced fumble also blocked two field goals. He's going to wrap up his prep career with over 300 career tackles on varsity, which is kind of notable for a guy who's, you know, pretty lean. It's not like he's like some big Mike linebacker, you know, crashing the A and B gap all the time. Um, I, I like him a, a lot. Cedric Hawkins, you know, is he a corner? Is he a safety? Is he a nickel? I don't know. He's got some position and, and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Well, he's yeah. And yeah, he can, he can do a variety of different things. And I think with, with what Ohio state wants to do on the back end, he fits that perfect perfectly. And the biggest thing for Cedric is, is going to be, getting in that weight room, adding some body armor, um, and, and just filling out. He's a tough kid, though. Like you said, you don't get 300 tackles in high school without having a nose for the football um, and the want to. Uh, there are kids from Florida who come up here who were just – Kai Stokes is one of these guys who I think is the same way, just needed to add some muscle to his frame. But, man, he's a missile back there. 
And these Florida, you know, right. about the Florida kids. Okay. Um, Kai, let's, Kai. I, you have some good stuff on Georgia guys, but I want to talk about there's also the guys in the 2024 class that are down there that are that are so highly coveted. The number one guy, obviously, being Jeremiah Smith. You've long had a crystal in there for this dude. He's a wide receiver. I think you could make the argument that from a physical profile perspective, he's the number one receiver in the country. I would say that. That's my opinion. Um, he's, I mean, when you, you can tell when Ohio State has really zeroed in on somebody. Um, and this guy, I'm, I bet you Brian Hartline has spent more man hours on Jeremiah Smith than anybody. Um, and he canceled, to further endear himself to us, he canceled a trip to that team up north. I think a lot of people think it's almost a foregone conclusion that he'll be a Buckeye. Has he lived up to the hype? I know this is a kid with Megatron-like comparisons, and yet every time we check in, you seem to be impressed. What are we talking about here? Well, we, uh, we're we in the midst of a um, of an update in the class of 2024. I think that's going to be next week, and yep. we're actually expanding our, our, our five stars and, and how we kind of do it a little bit. Uh, and when we all sat down on on a meeting and you know started going through, hey, who's a five star? I mean, Jeremiah Smith was the easiest of easiest right. ones of me. I, I just saw him play this past Thursday. You know, the other team was overwhelmed, but they just throw it up. Jer- Jeremiah Smith comes down with it. He is he's a complete prospect. You know, in nine games, thirty eight receptions, seven hundred twenty yards, thirteen touchdowns. You know, we love the bloodlines, and everyone kind of rolls their eyes when I start talking about it, but man, it, it becomes so, so important. Just, you know, seeing that someone else in your family has done it uh, and Jeremiah Smith, you know, his cousin, Geno Smith, starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, having a heck of a season. He's got them what six and three right now. Yeah. He's um, an so, MVP contention. believe exa- it or not. Exactly. So Jeremiah checks off so many different boxes. I still love Ohio state in that recruitment. He's going to visit Auburn this weekend. I Auburn's having all these kids from South Florida get up there. They don't Why? even have a head coach. Yeah, they don't even have a head coach. I, I was going to say, they don't, who's, who invited them? <laughs> the fraternities? They don't even have a coach. Right, right. And he was, at, he was at Miami this past weekend, and kind of everything I just said about Brandon Ennis in that situation, I think that applies to um, Jeremiah Smith. I think, he, I think Ohio State leads, and I think the biggest challenger has been Miami and Mario Cristobal, because after every one of these games, Jeremiah Smith is tweeting some type of reaction. You know, when Miami lost to Middle Tennessee, when they lost to Duke, uh, when they lost on Saturday night to Florida State, I think he wants to see some progress there in Coral Gables. It's not happening. So, you know, what what what's next? You know, where does this recruitment go? I mean, Shaman Madonna is going to win a state title. I don't even know what classification they're in, 2S or 2M or or whatnot. And then I would anticipate he's going to get out on the road. In, in the spring, I would anticipate him being back at Ohio State. And I think the Buckeyes eventually are going to pick up a commitment from him unless something changes. You know, maybe Alabama. I think he's a kid that fits the profile of what Clemson wants in terms of an individual. Uh, USC is a school he's talked up in the past. And he's also kind of likes Florida State a little bit. And, and they've got some momentum certainly right now, um, having made a statement in, in Miami-Dade County. I just, I'm not going to have any stress about wide receivers. Uh, I just, you know, what they've done so far. And plus, you know, like if Jeremiah Smith was even teetering, there's another legacy who's doing pretty well here at receiver that he may want to take an eye on, who uh, whose father knows a little about wide receivers too. Um, 
you've seen Jojo Trader, obviously his teammate, who's the much ballyhooed and has kind of been on the move. How's he had performed this year? And you got a beat on his recruitment. He seems a little more of an aloof character. Yeah, he's he's more of what I would describe a, a true uh, South Florida kid. Same thing. Saw him this past Thursday. They they're playing in the, in that game, and um, you know, with with Trader, he knows he's so good that he attempts to do things that most wouldn't attempt, and, and sometimes that leads to to drops. Uh, but then every time it seems like you know whether that's the seven on seven setting or. Uh, a padded football game. He'll just have like a one wow catch where he uses his ball skills. So he's an elite at tracking the football. Um, you know, sometimes it's like just use two hands, but he'll make he'll make some wow grabs. He's got 32 catches, 528 yards, five touchdowns this season. I still think, man, he'd make a heck of a defensive back, whether that's a corner or a playmaking safety. Uh, I think Miami is, is is one to watch there, but I, I fully anticipate him to go through that entire recruiting process. And we don't even know what the landscape nationally is going to look like two months from now. I mean, everyone has kind of hyped this up and, and who's everyone. I'm, I'm talking about the coaching insiders as a mild coaching carousel. All it takes is one domino to fall and then things to change. And, you know, what, what do I mean by that? I mean, he, he could be looking at some schools that we don't even know our options right now. So Ohio State's in it. I think he's going to visit Ohio State multiple times again. Don't feel as any anywhere near as confident as I do with Jeremiah Smith that he ends up in Columbus. JoJo Trader just seems to me like an NIL type guy. Like if I was going to save up my money for the last week and make a push on somebody, it's just my vibe on it. Um, I'll tell you what, he's talented as all get out now. I mean, like you said, he, he's that guy. One of the reasons he's got that leverage, he's got those moves. So uh, we will check on that one. You actually have seen some of the Georgia guys. Um, obviously, uh, Ohio State got a huge commitment from a guy in North Gwinnett and <clears throat> Katie McDonald recently. But you've also seen uh, Jelani Thurman, the tight end, another great bloodlines player. Kay and Lee as well. What do you think of those guys coming to Ohio State? Well, I, I think the Caden McDonald, I mean, that was a pretty big win for Larry Johnson in uh, at what essentially I, I call SEC country. I mean, you know, I think heading in a week before, I'd kind of heard it was like Florida or Clemson for him. And then Ohio State wedged itself in there in the 11th hour. And it came right after JTT's monster performance at, at Penn State. And I, I marked Ohio State down as a, as a recruiting winner that weekend. I mean, um, it was just kind of coincidental, coincidental timing. I think he's a two gapper. You know, he's he's posted some ridiculous numbers. I, yes. I've, I've always I've always questioned like, hey, how accurate are these? But yeah, who's the stats guy at the defense yeah. there? You know, fifty eight tackles for loss as a as a junior, nineteen sacks this year as a senior, thirty one tackles for loss, ten sacks. So he's productive, and I think what makes him a little bit unique. Uh, is if if you haven't seen this in your Ohio State fan, go search his huddle and, and watch the clips of him playing running back. Forty six carries, two hundred thirty seven yards. So that's good enough for five point two average and seven touchdowns. There are there are like FBS running back commits that have worse numbers than that, and he's doing it in a in a higher classification. And you know he's a, he's a big he's a big body, a guy. He's three hundred plus pounds, by the yeah. way. So don't yeah. let the don't go let, let the running back anecdote there go over your head. Yeah. And he's probably someone that's going to need some time in that in that strength room, get the body right. But, you know, he, he can he can plug stuff up. He's going to allow those running backs to, to run free. And 
we'll see if if Johnson can get him some some pass rushing moves. But I do think that was a big addition because I know the folks at Florida really wanted him. I mean, Clemson when they kind of zero in on a guy, it says a lot. I mean, Especially you know, this line. Yeah, this late in the process, I mean, you know, Caden had to have checked off a, a ton of different boxes. So I don't think that 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 addition has been dis- discussed enough on a national level. That, that, that was a big one for Ohio State. couple final questions here. I want you to, even if you don't, if you've heard anything on Caleb Downs, I'm legally obligated <laughs> by this podcast as Ohio State is holding out hope. I did hear someone who I trust tell me Ohio state has not given up their pursuit of him at all. Of course, he's the Georgia safety who's such a star, but another name you mentioned was Jalen Hayward. And I'm just guessing that this is an Ironhead uh, generational move here. Is that possible? Is he related to the other Haywards, including Cameron, former Ohio state player who stars for the um, Steelers? He is not. Um, so Jalen yeah, Jalen Hayward, he's what? Uh, we have him in the top 100 for the class of 2024. And I remember last time I came on here, you said, hey, who are some guys Ohio State's going to move on in that uh, 2024 cycle? Jalen Hayward is, is a guy that um, has been well-traveled. You know, Steve Wilfong recently put in a crystal ball prediction for Georgia. I do think Georgia's in a good spot. Jalen has been up there a few different times, but he's someone that is going to take the visits. He's going to go through the recruiting process. And, and what exactly is he? Um, you know, we list him as an athlete. He plays some corner. I think he's maybe more safety. This is a kid that qualified for states as a as a uh, sophomore or no junior sophomore, no sophomore in the hundred meter dash. I got to get my years all lined up Legit. there, you know, sub sub 11 in the hundred meter dash. I think 10, six, eight is his fastest time. And he grew up playing running back because his nickname's AP. And I'm like, I'm like, how do you get AP from Jalen Hayward? And they're like, Oh, he was a, a running back on the youth circuit. And I think he, there is, there is, you know, a chance he could be a, a, an offensive guy at the next level. And, I'll finish here with him. You know, I, again, I think Ohio State's going to get a visit, but he comes from the same school that produced Rocket Raheem Sanders, um, who's who's uh, one of the leading rushers in the SEC there for the Arkansas Razorbacks. So it's a good program, Rockledge High School, one of my favorite, good setup right there. And, you know, you, you, you try to identify, hey, could Ohio State go on a guy like this? And, and Jalen Hayward is someone that I think would make sense for them to target, obviously. Uh, so would not be shocked if he visits, you know, when we get into January, March, and, and April. The AP reference, I assume, then, for Adrian Peterson, meaning man among boys. Yes. He was yes. that, certainly. All right. Any vibe on K? That's kind of, I kind of said Caleb Downs. Question. Go ahead. You said Caleb Downs, right? Correct. So what, what I touched on earlier, I think, with the, the Alabama stuff is kind of – it's kind of the route for um, Caleb to look around, right? You know, what happens with Saban? Uh, and, you know, it, it, I, I think if Caleb were to open it up, and I know Ohio State's trying to hang in the shadows, um, I, I think Georgia's the one to watch. Caleb was just in Athens over the weekend with Justice Haynes, who's another Alabama commit. Um, you know, Kirby would love those guys. Kirby, like Ryan Day, was at that Buford Mill Creek game. Um, a few weeks ago. So not saying there's no chance, but if, if Caleb were to open it up, I, I think Georgia is automatically the one you got to keep an eye on. Yeah, that Buford Mill Creek game, um, Justice Haynes, the Alabama running back commit that Ohio State went after so hard versus Caleb Downs, the 
you say safety commit, but when you watch those highlights, uh, he's basically their entire team. And he's he, as impressive a high school player as you're going to see. I mean, he's a he just he moves differently. I don't know really how to explain it. I guess just from watching a lot of football, you just you see some guys yes. and you just know. Um, and he's the no of the no. So I Ohio State, no matter if this guy calls us on the walk to the podium, you take the call. I mean, he's a special, special football player. Now, his, they do like the media. His dad's quotes are very long, if you notice. If you go three <laughs> paragraphs on a quote, you like the media. If there's three or four quotes in the story and they're each four paragraphs, your dad really likes the media. So yeah. I give them a slight chance for that reason. but. We will stay until the end on that. Once again, people, you cannot get a better update on Florida football recruiting than the guy who just joined us. Andrew is the best. He's probably going to ask when we go off the air for some kind of stipend, given the fact I've had him on here so many times. But uh, that's not going to happen because he's part of the 24-7 Sports Network, and they already have signed the biggest contracts, and we get him for everything. So we will have Andrew back on down the stretch here. Um, we appreciate you stopping by, Andrew. Once again, man, you've done more than enough, and uh, we appreciate it. Of course, glad I could uh, glad I could join, and uh, I'm sure I'll be on at some point before signing day again. Have a good one, Bucknutters. now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.